You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, hello, leaders. I'm going to be giving you a special behind-the-scenes look into how I have prepared my business for baby. So if you are an expectant mom out there or plan to have kids one day or you already have kids, which you might be having another one, and you now own a business and you're wondering, how am I going to prepare my business for this other life that is coming into the world. I hope that this episode is really helpful. I actually have a special guest, Hannah Poles, who's going to be joining me a little bit later on in the podcast, who works with pregopreneurs, which I absolutely love that term, to really help them prepare for this transition of the fourth trimester and really just, you know, preparing your business, but also preparing yourself for baby. So I cannot wait to share her insights and wisdom with you. So let us start with just kind of a a few key points that I want to go over today. Um, You know, when you're really thinking about uh, planning your business for baby, your baby proofing your business, there were just a couple of areas that I was really focused on. One of those being visibility, the second being revenue, the third being growth, the fourth being support, and the last one being non-negotiables. So I'm going to kind of walk you through the way I've done this, just to kind of give you some insight. Maybe, I'm, maybe it's the way you do things. Maybe it's totally not. You know, every mom's a little bit different. Every business owner is a little bit different. So I think that all of these five things, though, if you're planning on, you know, not only sustaining a business but growing a business while you're on pregnancy leave, these are all really, really important. So for me, um, you know, the first thing you need to do (laughs) is decide what you want maternity leave to even look like. Like how long do you want to be able to take off? And that's going to give you a little bit of a structure to build in some of these other components. So for me, uh, my husband and I are actually moving about a month after our baby gets here. So there's a lot going on this summer. Um, Our baby's due June 1st, and we're moving July 5th. And then he starts back to work at the end of July, which I'm so, so grateful. We have those two months together um, to really just bond as a family, but it's not like it's going to be a vacation. (laughs) We still have, you know, a a lot to do of moving a house and getting settled with an infant. So um, I knew kind of going into all of this that I was going to probably take those two months off, but I really didn't know exactly what that was going to look like until probably like the end of the first trimester. So the first trimester, I remember kind of being really overwhelmed and I didn't know how much time I was going to take off, how much time I could take off. And until I kind of made that decision, I said, you know, I'm going to give myself two months at least and then kind of see how I feel. Um, That's when things started to kind of fall into place. So the way I've kind of set this up is that Two months is the goal. Um, that might actually end up being longer. I might end up taking three, 
or I might take less. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really kind of going into this of just kind of being open to, to what feels good. And I think that, you know, for me personally, just my personality style, I don't like to be too rigid with, with these kinds of things because it doesn't really give me a lot of room to, to shift or change or adjust as need be. So kind of going in with an open-minded kind of plan here saying, you know, let's just see how we feel kind of gives me a little bit more freedom to, to just go with the flow. And I think being a first time mom, um, I have no idea <laughs> what this is going to be like. Uh, I've never had a child before. I, I don't know who my child's going to be and what he's going to need from me. So I really just want to have a lot of flexibility. That's something that's really important for me during this time. So some of the things that I've been thinking about is knowing that, you know, I want to grow my business this year. It's, it's been in a massive state of growth and I want that to continue. And how am I going to make that happen without actually being present? So what I will say from behind the scenes is I've come up against a lot of old stories that you're not going to be able to grow a business if you're not physically working. <laughs> whether that's visibility, whether that's revenue, whether that's list building, whatever it might be. And so I've really had to challenge that by restructuring my business. And there's been some resistance to that, quite honestly. Um, you know, my business is really structured from the standpoint of a service-based business. And so I haven't really had a whole lot of products to kind of balance that service out. So if I'm not physically seeing clients, there, there aren't multiple streams of revenue. So I knew right away that that was going to have to change if I was going to have some maternity leave. So I started looking at what are some things that I can create that still hold space for people and are still really helpful in helping them rewrite their stories, helping them step into their leadership, and I just kind of left that open for a while, really, you know, trusting that those answers would come. And boy, did they, you know, I've been very fortunate. Um, my pregnancy has come with a whole surge of creativity and energy that really, you know, the first trimester I was really sick. Um, I remember for like six weeks straight, I could do nothing but lay on the couch and watch Netflix and maybe keep a little bit of ginger ale down. If you've never had morning sickness before, it literally feels like you are hung over all day long. And you didn't even get to have any of the fun the night before. And it's just, it's terrible. It is so draining and it wipes you out just physically and emotionally and mentally. And I remember that time, there's just so many stories of not enough of like, you know, you're not doing enough. You really are not doing enough. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have anything else in me. All I can do is seriously just, you know, grow this child. That's all. That's all I could do. And so I really had to lean into giving myself a whole lot of grace and a whole lot of compassion during that time and realizing, you know, my body's doing something that it's never done. And you're just not going to be functioning at your top level when you're not feeling well. It, you're just not. <laughs> it's just how it works. And I think if I could go back and tell myself something then, I, you know, I remember being really scared that the creativity and inspiration that I was so used to having and also rely upon to run my business was just gone. And I was so scared I was never going to come back. <laughs> if I could go back, I would remind myself that it's, it is going to return. That's, it's simply who you are. And, you know, you don't have to worry about that. So kind of give myself a little bit less 
less worry back then. So let's talk about visibility, revenue, growth, support, and non-negotiables. So now that I know that I'm going to take two months off at least, I'm looking at what systems and structures do I have to have in place for me to really be able to enjoy this time with my child and my family as we make these huge adjustments in our lives. So from a visibility standpoint, it was really time for me to step up and start automating a lot of things in my business that I had been wanting to do for a while, but had never gotten around to it. And so I really started looking at, so if I want to maintain a presence online, what, what are the things that I need to do? So we know that, that the podcast is something that's been going on for several months. I looked at um, how many episodes I really wanted to create to have on standby. Um, I ended up get, getting to the number of 75 episodes. And so those are going to continue to go out as I'm on pregnancy leave. And so that helps maintain a little bit of a presence because I still have content that's going out. Um, but for that to happen, I had to make sure that everything was going to be recorded and complete so I could pass all of these tasks on to somebody else to ensure that all of that stuff was set up. So when you're looking at taking leave, you kind of need to know when all of your work needs to be complete so you can plan accordingly because if you don't, I think what will most likely happen is that work will start to pile up um, right before the baby gets here and that's not a time that you really want to be overwhelmed, at least not for me. Um, April was kind of a, an overwhelming month. Not so much. I mean, I had some work stuff going on, but I also had a lot of personal stuff going on too. And I remember, um, you know, one of my one of my friends was telling me, <laughs> she's like, the third trimester is going to be a little crazy because you're just going to have, you know, baby showers and there's just going to be a lot of stuff going on. She was right. So I remember I was traveling for 10 days. We were putting in an offer on a house. I was still trying to run my business while I was traveling. I was trying to do a lot of automated processes, which were new to me. So there was a learning curve. And it was just a lot. <laughs> I started to feel overwhelmed. But luckily, once May hit, I just so much more ease came in because I was able to get a lot of those things off my plate. So as you're planning, try and structure, try planning in advance far enough in advance so that all of your work is not piling up at the last minute because I don't think it's, it's necessarily good for you or the baby to be completely overwhelmed and stressed out if you can help it, okay? So the other thing about visibility is I wanted to make sure that I had some social media stuff going out. And so I was really looking at what do I want to happen? Um, I want my Facebook page to still be active. I want my Instagram to be more active than it is because I'm not very active on there. And so I was looking at how many posts a day do I want to create while I'm gone. Came up with a number three a day. It sounded just like a manageable thing. And so my visibility plan going into pregnancy leave was to continue putting out the podcast up until, you know, the episodes that we've created and also have some social media posts that are also going out to kind of just keep my presence there. Okay. So that's just kind of bare minimum that I knew that I wanted in my business. The second thing that I was looking at is revenue. So how am I going to generate revenue by not working? <laughs> And I, that for me was a very big personal challenge because it was so tied to a story that, you know, you have to work in order to make money. You have to 
uh, work hard in order to make money. And here I am going to not work at all <laughs> and make money. And so it really kind of led me to lean into this whole new process of having some um, passive revenue streams. I've never done this before, so it's a, it's a brand new thing, but I'm also very grateful for it because it's stretched me, and I know that my business has needed this for a while. So one of the things that I've created, I've created like several different courses in you know, the second trimester. There's just a surge of creativity, which was amazing. So there's a lot of products that I've created um, over the past nine months that will serve as passive revenue streams for me. So if everything is set up appropriately from a system standpoint, I should be able to generate some passive income while I'm on pregnancy leave. And that's just to you know, keep my business moving forward, but also continue putting stuff out in the world that's really, really helpful, that's really important to me. So we've, I've created the Fierce Women Masterclass, which was a collaboration with seven other amazing women to really help women step up into their leadership for when they're ready to up-level. There's a different mindset we have to assume when we're getting ready to up level. And so I wanted to bring together some of the you know, strongest women that I know that have cultivated this mindset so they could take their business to the next level and for them to share their best tips. So that ended up being a really beautiful course. And I'm super, super proud of it and how that turned out. I've also created a leadership mini course that talks about the six core components of the fierce women leadership model. So when we're talking about developing our own personal leadership so we can better lead our businesses, this is a course that really gives you a lot of great tools and insights into where you might need to put some more focus and intention to building up your own personal leadership. Out of all of this has also come um, a, a clarity and conviction mini course that is really all about helping you get clear on who you are, what you want to do, and helping to build in that confidence and conviction that is so necessary for us to truly embody the leader that we want to be. So that was kind of um, another thing that just popped out. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that. I'm so grateful for it, though. And then I've also created you know, several other things um, that are available on my website just to really help round all of these, these products and offerings out. So while I'm gone, there's, there's a several different ways that my business can generate revenue without me actually having to be with clients. So the other thing is, what's the system that's going to support all of that? <laughs> so this kind of goes into growth. So for growth, like what are my goals for my business while I'm going to be gone? For me, I wanted to continue to build my community and continue to build my list, continue putting my work out there. Um, just because I'm having a baby doesn't mean that I want to, you know, go away. <laughs> I definitely want to create a foundation for me to step back into when I'm ready to, to come back from maternity leave. And so my growth strategy was really about implementing some funnels that are going to run automatically for me. So my work is still putting, getting out there in the world, and it's still offering something of immense value that other people can sign up for and they can get to know me while I'm on leave. And so when I come back, I've already started doing some relationship building. So the growth piece and also the revenue piece are both tied into doing some automated funnels. And this is something new that I've never done. Um, it's, something, it's a real big buzzword, I think, right now in online business. And I had a lot of resistance to it because for me, 
um, you know, I, I really value connection in my business. And also, I'm a very kind of free spirit in the way that I approach my work. I don't play on, um, you know, these, these long-term structures are usually very short-term. So it really required me to start thinking in a different way that I'm used to, much more from like a visionary standpoint, which really stretched my own personal leadership, but I'm very grateful for it. So um, all, all along this way, I knew that I knew nothing about funnels. I knew nothing about like really getting these structures in my business that, that will work for me instead of me working for them. And so what I did is I moved into the fourth thing that has been really important, and that's hiring support. So I looked at what are the things that I want to happen in my business and what support do I need to make that happen? Here's the thing that has been, I think, the biggest factor for me is not trying to do it all. I gave that up last year and realized that if I want to have it all, I can't do it all because there's only a certain number of hours in the day. And my work is so much more enjoyable when I'm working from my zone of genius and letting other people work in theirs. So when it came to creating funnels, I hired somebody that knew how to do that. So Adrian Dorison and Aaron Kelly came on to help me create all of these systems and set it up for me on the back end. So I wasn't feeling all of this pressure and stress to try and figure out the tech piece and how to structure all of this. I let them stand in, in their zones of genius and help me out, which was a really big lifesaver for me. I also hired a web designer to come in and build out the, the masterclass. Even though I know how to do all that, I didn't want to do all that. I wanted to be in creation mode. That's where my focus needed to be. So I hired somebody else to come and take care of all the back end of that. Working with you know, my web designer, Rita Morales, who I've been working with for several years now, you know, she took so much off of my plate by being able to set up everything and make it look the way I want, you know, having that strong working relationship with her. We, we kind of know how each other works. Uh, we know how, um, how I like things to be done. And so it's a really easy process to hand something off to somebody that you trust. And if you don't have somebody like that that you've worked with for a while, it's time to start building those relationships. Especially as you step up more into your CEO role, it's time to start delegating some things so it's not all on you especially with a child coming. You're adding a whole nother role into your life that is going to take time and attention that needs to come from somewhere. So to have people coming on your team to really support you is huge. So what I would recommend is when you're looking at what you want to happen in your business, what support can you bring on to help you make that happen? So everything's going a whole lot easier, a whole lot smoother, and you have the expert advice from somebody else who that's their zone. You're not trying to do it all. <laughs> I think that is a very, very big piece to why I've been able to get so much done um, during this pregnancy is because I've brought in support. The other thing that I brought in is I brought in a VA who could really handle the automation piece of the social media and the podcast. So my job was to simply create the material and then hand it off to her so she can go ahead and automate it, you know, using systems like Hootsuite or Buffer or whatever you're going to use to automate your social media. That's something that I didn't really have time to do because it's like the last month of pregnancy that, that all of that's getting done. 
So hiring another team member to come in and focus on that. The last thing that I would say is you have to think about what support you're going to need while you're on maternity leave. So there's like two different phases. There's support that you need moving into or up to maternity leave to help you get your business set up and baby proofed. Then there's also the support you're going to need while you're on pregnancy leave. So since I have a lot of self, uh, self-paced courses out there now, um, I have just some products that are out there. If there's any tech support that's needed or if there's any, um, any kind of support that's needed, who's going to be handling that while I'm gone? So I don't, I'm not having to worry about my email or stepping back into work when I really want to be with my baby. So I have, uh, you know, two of those people that I've hired are going to actually stay on my team throughout pregnancy leave to take care of all that stuff for me. So they're going to be answering emails Um, They're going to be answering any tech questions. So that's not something that I have to worry about while I'm gone. So what's probably going to happen is while I'm on pregnancy leave, I'm still going to check my email (laughs) because from what I've heard, when you're, you know, up in the middle of the night doing feedings, you're probably going to just be doing stuff online because, you know, you don't know what else to do. <laughs> you could read, but I think that takes a lot more brain power than kind of being online. So I'll, I'll still be checking my email, but it's so nice to know that I don't have to. <laughs> and that's one less thing on my plate. And I think that's one thing that you, I, I really want to think about is what's one thing I can get off my plate that doesn't have to be on my plate. So there's the support moving up to pregnancy leave. There's the support during pregnancy leave. And then you're going to kind of reevaluate. So the last thing that I've really thought about, and this is not so much um, from a business standpoint as it is a personal one, but what are my non-negotiables? So what I mean by that is what are the things that really make me feel like me that I want to make sure I continue after this baby arrives? Um, You know, one of my biggest fears of having a child is that I was going to lose my sense of self. And you know, my sense of self is really something I value a lot. I've worked, I've worked for many years <laughs> to, to own who I am and to become who I am. And I didn't want to lose that just because I had a baby. I knew that I was going to change when I had a child. And I expect that and I welcome that. But I don't want to lose the things that make me, me. And one of the things that makes me, me is having my spiritual practice in the morning. It's something that I do every single day and it changes every single day. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 15, sometimes it's an hour. And the tools that I use within that time all shift daily. Like I said, I'm a very kind of free spirit. (laughs) I don't make a whole lot of rigid plans. I really like to be flexible with that time to just give myself what I feel like I need that day. But giving myself the time consistently is something that's really important to me. So as I'm looking at, you know, what are my non-negotiables after this baby gets here, maintaining my spiritual practice is one of them. And so this is going to change big time when this baby comes. I have no idea um, what his sleep schedule is going to be, what my sleep schedule is going to be, what my energy level is going to be. I know none of these things. But I do know that I want to maintain that spiritual practice in some way. And so maybe instead of it being in the morning, maybe it's later in the afternoon. Instead of it being an hour, maybe it's, I can only do 10 minutes. It, I'm really flexible with that. I'm cool with however I need to work this into my life. 
I just want to make sure that it happens because this is the part that grounds me and it keeps me connected to who I am. I have noticed such a huge difference in my life since I've started creating a spiritual practice that that's not something that I'm willing to give up. The other thing is I want to, you know, keep taking showers. <laughs> and I know that, that might sound a little, little wild, but from a lot of the things that I've heard and read, it's that sometimes you just, you know, you don't even take a shower. And I'm like, I definitely want to take a shower. <laughs> so how do I need to make that happen? And so a lot of this has been um, kind of communicating what I need and what I want with my husband um, and letting him know that these are the things that are kind of non-negotiables for me so he can help me out. So again, I'm asking for more support from my personal life. And, you know, thankfully my husband is so supportive. You know, he's, he's willing to get up and do some nighttime feedings and really do whatever he can uh, to give me some time to just kind of be. Because <laughs> he knows, you know, if mom is happy, everybody is happy. So I think one of the things that I th is going to stretch us um, as a business owners and as mothers is learning how to ask for help. And if help is offered to you, I would encourage you to take it. We are very fortunate to have my parents who are going to be coming and staying with us for a couple of weeks to help us during this transition. Um, you know, I'm having a C-section, so I know I'm going to be recovering from surgery. I know I'm going to be really sore. Um, and I know that this is going to be a huge just life change, just not sleeping as much or not sleeping, you know, consistently. There's going to kind of be some ups and downs throughout the first couple of weeks and I'm sure the first year, but we've, we have support coming in to really help us. So my mom's going to come and do a lot of the cooking. My dad's going to come and do a lot of the cleaning and the laundry just to kind of give, you know, Breck and I some time to really just be a family and not have to worry about all of that right away. We're also going to be packing up our house that month. So they're going to help with some odds and ends with that. So, if you are able to call in support, I know everyone's situation is different, definitely do <laughs> because this is not a time that you want to try and be super mom and do it all because this is going to be a really big shift. Uh, the way I've looked at it is that, you know, it's better to have the help and not need it than to need it and not have it. So for me, I've kind of looked at this of like, who else do I need <laughs> to support me? And I'm telling you, it comes up against your stories because I'm like, I'm so needy. I have like all these people on my team. I have my husband supporting me. I have my parents supporting me. I'm like, you know, it's just like I have all of this support, but it's like, it's okay. It's okay. And if there's ever a time that I want to really lean into not doing it all, in letting myself receive from others. It's during this time because it gives me so much more freedom to just focus on being a mom. And I have no idea what that journey is going to be like. So, you know, maybe my parents don't stay for that long. Maybe they only stay for a few days. Maybe they only stay for a week. I don't know. But that's kind of, again, how I go into, like, let this be flexible and call in the support that you think you might need because it's always better for you to have that and then you can make an adjustment from there. I think, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot is that there isn't a whole lot of planning for the support piece. And when you're exhausted and you're overwhelmed with a newborn, 
it, it can be really hard because you're, you're falling into like desperation of like, I don't know what I need. I just know I need something because this is too much. And so I think just planning a little bit ahead and it can be as open-ended as you want of what support might you need, just might need, and then let it go from there. You know, as becoming a new mom, you're like, there's so much stuff to do for like preparing for a baby, like a pediatrician and doctor's appointments and making sure you have all your immunizations and everyone else does too. And you're preparing your house, getting the nursery ready, although we're not because we're moving. So, you know, there's just, there's other things in your personal life that you're going to have to make time for as well. And so, you know, running an online business it's going to take some restructuring or it has for me at least my business was not set up to make room for a baby. So this whole pregnancy has really been shifting the structure of my business to make room for baby. And I don't think I'm ever going to go back <laughs> to the way it was because I've, I've noticed that I've really expanded my business model where I have some passive revenue streams. Now I have a lot of systems um, that are going to run on autopilot for me. And so my business is starting to run itself instead of me having to run it all the time. And that has taken a great deal of pressure off of me. And I've really positioned my business to scale because of it. So when I come back, you know, I can look at all these systems that are in place, what tweaks need to be made, and then how to kick it up a notch. So I'm really, really grateful and excited for everything that's happened in my business because of this new little boy coming into the world. I'm already so grateful for him because he's already starting to teach me, <laughs> which is wonderful. So that's kind of the way I've looked at all of this is kind of saying, how do I want to stay visible while I'm on pregnancy leave? What kind of revenue do I want to generate? How am I going to generate that revenue? What, what are my growth plans or goals during my leave? Am I going to do some list building? What are the systems I need to have in place for that? What support do I need? And also what are my non-negotiables for, for myself? The last thing that I would say I've done is I've really looked at where do I want to draw some boundaries for myself? So for me, this is all just about communication. <laughs> it's just communicating to, you know, the people that I have as clients um, the communities that I'm a part of, of what this time is going to look like. So I'm not going to be online every day. <laughs> I'll be online if it, if it feels good that day. But for these months, you know, my focus is, is on baby. That's my priority and my family and getting moved and getting settled. So I think just communicating that and encouraging or asking for some flexibility from other people is really huge. So all of my clients, you know, my one-on-one -on -one clients, are just, I love all of them <laughs> so much. And the one-on-one -on -one sessions, they don't take a whole lot out of me. Um, that's kind of like my zone. I can just, I, I show up and I hold that space and whatever needs to happen in that session comes through. So I'm not really planning on, on taking a whole lot of time off from the one-on-one -on -one sessions, but I've also told them, you know, I need you to be flexible with me. So let's just kind of see how this goes together. <laughs> this is kind of what I anticipate, but I have no idea if that's how it's going to go. And everyone's been totally understanding and cool with it. I think sometimes we just have to make the ask and be, will, be willing to set some boundaries um, for ourselves. So I'm really, really excited to introduce you to Hannah Poles, who 
you know, she, she first came across my, my feed by this beautiful word, Bregopreneur. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. And she really helps other entrepreneurs prepare their business for baby and prepare their life for baby. And so I wanted her to come on and share some of her wisdom for how you can do this. And so she might have, you know, some different things that I've mentioned. I did have a one-on-one -on -one call with her uh, when I was starting to feel kind of overwhelmed with everything and she made me feel so much better. So I'm so excited to share her with you. So here's Hannah. Hannah, I'm so excited to have you as our guest expert in today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Enoughness Revolution. I am so glad to have you. Thank you so much for having me today, Megan. I can't even tell you how honored I am that you reached out to me. I'm like so excited about this. <laughs> well, you know, I came across one of your posts in a really massive Facebook group. I think it was Jen and Jordana's. And you had created this awesome title for the women that you work with, which is Pregopreneur. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with it because I'm like, that's me. And so I totally wanted to have your wisdom come on and just talk about, you know, some of the normal things that pregnant women experience who own businesses as we get ready to prepare for our baby and we're still worrying about our business baby at the same time. And just share some of your wisdom on some top tips that might be helpful for women that are in the same boat as me. So before we kind of get into the, the whole Q&A, um, when... When a woman is preparing to have a baby who also has a business, like what are some of the normal emotions she might be going through? I would say that hands down, the biggest emotion tends to be overwhelm. Yeah. And it's, it can be in all areas though. Like it can be overwhelmingly like excited and joyous or just overwhelmingly emotional. <laughs> overwhelmed because especially for entrepreneurs who are running their own businesses, they're used to having a lot of to-dos and like that to-do list, you're always coming up with new things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you add a pregnancy on top of that. And then you have the doctor's appointments and those unexpected things of, you know, you're really tired or yeah. when, when your productivity like time hits might be totally different. But all of a sudden at midnight, you're like, I'm awake. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so, and that can be so, so overwhelming. And I feel like people don't necessarily talk about that, mm -hmm. um, that when you're running a business and you're also having a baby, that you get like a double whammy of overwhelm. Yeah. I mean, I know I've experienced that for sure. And it's, I think it's almost like the whole planning thing, especially when you're a first time mom, because you don't even know like what you're planning for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're not only planning your business to make room for baby, which is something you've never done. But you're also planning for this whole new life change that you haven't done either. And so you can kind of feel like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> just trying to do the best I can and hope it all works out. So what, what would be some like good solid tips on, you know, for women who are planning to take maternity leave? Like what that even looks like? Like how do we even talk about what that looks like for each person? Yeah. Okay. So part of what you just said with just as women are planning or, you know, to have this baby and they're planning with their pregnancy and their business, that is actually just a huge key piece right there is just the word planning. Yeah. Um, starting now, because with that overwhelm that we just talked about, so many people can just kind of, they wind up hitting the brakes because there's so many things to do that you freeze up and you just don't even know where to start. Yeah. And so the key is to start anywhere. Okay. But like, 
two things on your to-do list that you, that you know that you could accomplish that day. So you yeah. always get that sense of satisfaction and then build from there because getting a few quality things done every single day adds up really, really fast. Yeah. Another key component is seeking out and asking for, or even just accepting because it is there all the support. Mm. Um, and I like to talk about it. It's, it's building your dream team. It's finding the people and the products. Cause sometimes it's just like an, an email service or a scheduling service. Um, those things that could really support you throughout yeah. your pregnancy and then into, you know, new mamahood with your business, because mm -hmm. it is a lot to do. And it's so much better if you're able to just focus on the stuff that you love your area of genius and kind of pass off the other tasks to other people who could, who could support you through this. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's something I've totally implemented myself, like knowing that, okay, so I have this coming up. I know that from this date forward, I'm probably going to be at least slowing down as I prepare for this baby to arrive. And then I'm also going to have the time where I'm really nourishing this new life that has come into the world and I'm bonding with my family and I don't want to be bothered with, with emails and things that are, are creating stress or pressure for me. They're taking me away from that time. So I've really tried to think about like, who do I need? Who do I need to support me during that? And what systems do I have to have in place where technology is actually working for me um, to really support me during that, that big transition? So I think having a team is so, so important. And really looking at your business from like a CEO mindset of what does my business need? And then who can fulfill those roles so I'm not having to do them? Exactly. The more things that you can kind of either pass off or, or just kind of like streamline that they're going to go on autopilot, yeah. the, the better you will be. Um, and, and to do that also, one of the things that really helps is to just create or rework things that you already have that can be used after the baby arrives. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it's that your VA will take care of pushing these products through or something like that. But during pregnancy, that's the time to create or, or rework things that you've already created and make the most of those. Yes, that, and that has really challenged me to step into my CEO role in a much different way <laughs> because I'm a much more of like a go with the flow kind of girl. Yeah. And this has required me to be a lot more strategic and a lot more forward thinking than I normally am. So I'm you know, I'm feeling pretty good at this point. I mean, I hope because we're five weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> By the time this airs, he might already be here. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, I know that you really talk about the fourth trimester. Yeah. In that time, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So the fourth trimester is zero to 12 weeks after baby arrives. And it's called the fourth trimester because a lot of people believe that actually baby would prefer to still be in utero during that mm -hmm. time. Um, it's a time of a lot of like bonding and cuddling and baby is just getting used to this big, bright, loud world. Yeah. Um, and so it's also a time when this newborn is, is really, really going to need their mom and dad. Mm -hmm. It can make it challenging to be able to focus on your business at the same time because you're going to want to savor those moments with this tiny baby and also he's going to be so completely dependent and yummy <laughs> that you're going to need to be able to have him as your first priority or one of your very top priorities. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I know one thing that I think I'm sure a lot of new moms can relate to this is so after like, after I'm coming back to work, like this child is still very, very young. (laughs) I mean, maybe two months old, maybe three months old, depending on how long you end up taking leave. You know, is there any advice that you would give for women on like how to transition back into work after coming back from maternity leave? Definitely. One of the key tips that I would say is that from day one, after your little one arrives, make sure that you're always carving out some time that's devoted just to you, like your self-care practices, because you will have people who want to support you through that. Yeah. There's nothing quite like cuddling a little baby. So (laughs) your partner or a parent or a friend, um, make sure that each day you're getting a little bit of time for you because it's important for the baby and for you to have a little bit of time apart. Right. And then as you come closer and closer to the end of your maternity leave, you can stretch that time more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really nice way to ease back into working because okay. you'll get used to not only taking care of yourself, but also being able to trust somebody else to take care of the baby. Um, and you'll know what it feels like to, to be apart, which, mm-hmm. which is a tough thing um, when it's just kind of a, a cold turkey going back to work type of thing. Yeah. No, that's good advice. I love that. So one of the things that's been coming up for me as I've been preparing for all this is like feeling like I'm already starting to get that whole life work balance, mom balance thing. <laughs> yes. Like I've like been focused so much on, on preparing my business that there hasn't been as, as much focus as preparing to be a mom. So do you have any insights into that as we're kind of really preparing for this baby to come? Sure. Um, well, I mean like, you, in terms of like nesting or in terms of emotionally, how are you feeling? I think, I think both. both. Um, cause I think sometimes when I have been so focused on business, I've been almost emotionally disconnected from this big life change. And then when I'm like sitting in it, I'm like, Oh my God, like this is a really big thing. <laughs> I don't know if I've been making enough time to like really wrap my head around it. But then again, I'm kind of like, I don't know if you can ever really feel prepared <laughs> emotionally for what's about to, to happen. So, and I'm sure that there's other moms that are feeling the same way of just not knowing if, if they're doing it right or they're starting to question themselves, you know? Definitely. Okay. So in that case, I would say the best thing that you can do is really just give yourself the time and space to feel into it mm-hmm. because there's like this crazy thing out there where everybody wants to compare their pregnancy or their new mamahood to, to other people's and the media puts this perfect vision out of what it should look like and that your body should be back two days later. And <laughs> so that's, it's so unfair, you know, what they portray. So I would say really feel into it because inside you're going to know exactly what you need, exactly what your baby needs mm-hmm. and trust that. Like ignore what other people are saying, ignore their advice or just smile and nod along with it. (laughs) But know that deep down it it will kick in um, pregnancy and like, especially during that fourth trimester after baby has arrived. It's very, very instinctual Mm -hmm. more than anything else that it's just like, I will protect you. Um, So feel into that and see, see what you need out of it. And then another key player in this is going to be the self-care again. Okay. Uh, Cause that will provide 
a stream of like normalcy mm-hmm. through this major transition. It's making sure that your needs are met, that you're spending time with your partner or your friends or meditating, whatever it is that grounds you, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very important, especially during this transition. And that's one thing that often gets put on the back burner when a baby is about to arrive or as soon as he does arrive because yeah. the timing the time in your day is going to shift a bit because yeah. um, baby doesn't know his no night from day and things like that <laughs> at the very start. Right. But if you already have a self-care practice, do as much as you can to preserve that. Okay. That's going to keep you feeling like you and grounded mm. as you make this transition. And it's, it's just going to make your growing family that much happier and more stable. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great advice. And I think the other thing that comes to mind when we're talking is that, you know, I think entrepreneurship in a way, it really kind of prepares you for motherhood when you've been doing it for a little while, because in the beginning of being an entrepreneur, you are comparing yourself to others. It's very common for us to fall into that comparisonitis and wondering how, like, if I'm doing it right, or am I doing okay? Or how am I doing in relation to everybody else? And so having gone through that myself, you know, in the early stages and needing realizing the need to really focus on my own lane and listen to my own inner voice, I think is a huge strength for going into motherhood because it's a very similar, (laughs) similar world where there it's so easy to compare. So being just aware of that pattern and how to pull yourself out of it, I think is going to be helpful. Does not mean by any means I'm not going to fall victim to it because I know that I will, (laughs) especially with hormones, but I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for the experience from entrepreneurship as I pursued this new role in my life. And I'm just so grateful that you have come on and shared your wisdom. And I'd love for you to tell all of our listeners where they can find you and your services because I think they're so important. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. <laughs> Honestly, so this was, it was such a joy talking with you today. Um, for anybody who's listening, you can find me at www.thebabymaven.com. Mm-hmm. And I work with women who are pregopreneurs and newbie mamapreneurs to help mm-hmm. them through this exciting and kind of overwhelming uh, transition in life. Yes. And I do one-on-one coaching, but I also offer lots of free material because during this big transition, a lot of times all you, all you need is just something that you can, you can read when you have the time. (laughs) I love that, Hannah. Thank you so much for being here. And to all of our listeners, if you are a pregopreneur, I highly recommend you reach out to Hannah. You know, she has been so helpful to me and just giving me some peace of mind as I'm preparing for this transition. And there's nothing more valuable than peace of mind as you're preparing to become a new mom. And even if you already have children, it's still a transition adding another person to your family. So I hope that this episode has been helpful and inspiring to know that one, you are not alone if you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm still right there with you sometimes. And to really engage in the support of the women around you is really incredibly important, both as an entrepreneur, as a mom, and simply as a woman. So thank you for sharing this space and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses all designed to empower you to lead. 
Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.